Batting order will be up for the American League in the last half of the third. Manny Minoso will lead off. He'll be followed by Frank Malzone and then Roger Maris. Minoso flied to center his other time up in the first inning. Bob Friend has given up only one hit. There was a single to Hanson in the second. The right-hander throws. Minoso swings and fouls it down for strike one. No balls, one strike. Friend looks in for the sign from Crandall. He's all set. Down comes the pitch. Many swings, bounces one to the shortstop banks. He's up with it, throws over to first. Minoso is out of this one away. Here's Frank Malzone now, the Boston third baseman. Who got on by an air for the American League in the first inning. The American League has had but three base runners. Friend has had great stuff. Here's the pitch, and it's good for a strike, a fastball. No balls, one strike. There's the wind, and here's the pitch. Malzone goes after it, lifts a high fly ball into right center. Willie Hayes is back. He's under it now, makes the catch, and there are two guns. Roger Maris struck out in the first inning. Now he comes up in the third with a two down and nobody on. The outfield moves around to the right to play him deep, and the infield pulls around to the right. Bill Mazeroski, the second baseman, plays him in the outfield grass. Here's the pitch, and it's high and outside for ball one. One ball and no strikes. Mike McCormick of the San Francisco Giants has started to warm up in the left field bullpen for the National League. The pitch to Maris is swung on and missed, and it's one and one. One ball, one strike. Friend into the windup. Here's the pitch. Maris swings, sends a high pop up down the third baseline, out of play, and back into the crowd. It's one ball and two strikes to Maris. Maris is 25 years old. Here's the one-two pitch, and he fouls it into the screen, and the count remains the same. Jim Coach continues to warm up in the American League bullpen. The National League is leading five to nothing. Now the windup, and here's the pitch. Mara swings and fouls it down, and the count stays one and two. One ball and two strikes. Friend pumps, and here's the pitch, and Mara swings and belts one foul down the right field line, back into the stands. The count stays at one and two. Bob Friend is trying to nail down his second win in all-star competition. He's also dropped one game. Now the one-two delivery. And it's a change-up high and outside. Ball two and strike to Damaris. Friend has given up only one hit. 
There's the windup, and here's the pitch. Maris swings as a ground ball behind first, fielded by Adcock nicely. He runs to the bag, makes a put out unassisted, and the American League goes down one, two, three in the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And so at the end of the third inning, the score, the National League five, the American League nothing. They say that Del Crandall is good managerial material. Del's well-respected. In addition to getting the vote of the players, he was chosen top receivers by the manager recently. And we're mighty happy to report Dell's another Gillette man. Here's what he had to say about the new Gillette Super Blue Blade. You can't compare this new blade with anything else. It's so comfortable, so easy shaving. Well, it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. One shave with this amazing new blade, and I'll wager you two will talk about the easy, clean shaves you get. Now, that has been the experience of millions of men. It's all due to the edges of the Super Blue Blue Blade. They're new, brand new, made by a process developed by Gillette and exclusive with Gillette. Try the new Super Blue Blade. A dispenser of 10 costs 69 cents. Or better yet, you can also get a supply by picking up a Gillette Adjustable, the razor that gives you nine different choices of edge exposure and angle at the turn of a dial. The razor, dispenser of Super Blue Blades, and streamlined travel case cost only $1.95 at a store near you. We now pause 30 seconds for station identification. Hey, Joe, what time is it? Hey, Phil, what time is it? Hey, George, what time is it? If you're having trouble with your watch, take it to Sears Watch Repair Department. Have it cleaned and adjusted. And remember, you'll get Sears Nationwide Guarantee, the guarantee that's good wherever you travel. Have your watch ticking again. Take it to Sears Watch Repair Department. Sears. Reach for Seal Test Peach Ice Cream. Bat Masterson's favorite. Old-fashioned Seal Test Peach Ice Cream. This is WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, Chicago. Runs, nine hits, one error. American League, four runs, one hit, no errors. And Jim Coates takes over the pitching chore for the American League. Jim Coates has been one of the most consistent winners in the American League for the last two years. He had won 14 straight until dropping a decision to the Boston Red Sox last week. That covered a two-year period. Now he comes in an all-star competition to face Willie Mays. Then Bob Skinner will be up, followed by Eddie Matthews. The right-hander Coates works. Here's the pitch, and Mays takes it low for ball one. One ball and no strikes. Mays has tripled and singled, and he has scored a run. There's the wind-up. Here's the pitch. Strike gets called. It's one and one. Coates is 27 years old. He stands 6'4", weighs 195. He's from Village, Virginia. The 1-1 pitch to Mays is low and outside, and it's ball two and strike one. Coates has won nine and lost one so far for New York with an earned run average of 4.27. There's the wind-up. Here's the pitch. Mays swings into a high fly ball down the right field line that's out of play and back into the crowd. Two and two to Willie.
Two balls, two strikes. The National League leading five to nothing in the top of the fourth inning. Coach to the windup. Here's the pitch, and it's outside for ball three. Three and two to Willie Mays. They play Willie just about straight away. Barra gives a sign. Here's the 3-2 pitch, and Mays belts it back up the middle, and it goes through Reynolds' legs out into center field. Mays taking a turn at first. He's going to go for two. Here's Mantle's throw the slide. He is up at second. Willie Mays, with a great burst of speed as he rounded first, went sliding into second. And it's a double for Willie Mays, his third hit of the ball game. He now has a triple, a single, and a double. Pete Reynolds, the second baseman, sped to his right. He got behind the ball, but it went on through his legs as he reached down for it and out into center field. And it's a double for Mays, and he's at second with nobody out. And here's Bob Skinner. The Pirates star singled to drive in a run in the first inning and then struck out in the second. There's Jim Coates into the stretch. Here's the pitch. Skinner swings a line drive off the glove of Coates. He recovers. He throws to first for the out, and Mays holds it second. A line smash off the glove of the pitcher. He knocked it down. The ball rolled in front of the mound. He scrambled after it. He threw Skinner out at first, and now he looks to see if his hand is still attached to his wrist. Mays at second, one out. The batter is Eddie Matthews of the Milwaukee Braves. Eddie Matthews of the Braves. Matthews has been up twice and is twice fouled out to Bill Scourin. Mays at second takes the lead. Here's the pitch. Change up is swung on this strike one. No balls, one strike. The National League is out in front five to nothing in the fourth inning. They exploded for three runs in the first round. Coach to the stretch. Here's the pitch, and it's high and inside to Matthews. Ball one and strike one. Ed makes his home in Brookfield, Wisconsin now. Jim Coates checks the runner back at second. Mays taking a good lead. Here's the pitch. Ball, it's inside. It's two and one. They play Matthews around to the right and deep. The infield is pulled around to the right. Ronnie Hansen is trying to work in a little closer behind the runner at second to cut his lead down. Mays starts to move away at second. Coates gets ready. Here's the pitch. Matthews swings. It's a ground ball to the second baseman, Reynolds. Takes it off the hop, flips over to first for the out, and Mays goes to third. Hank Aaron has flied to center and popped up, so he's looking for his first hit today. Aaron. 
Milwaukee. Mays at third. Two down in the top of the fourth inning. And Aaron at the plate. Coach the right-hander into the windup. Here's the pitch, and Aaron takes it low for ball one. One ball and no strikes. One ball and no strikes. Coates is into the motion. Down rides the pitch, and it's low for the ball. Two balls, no strikes. Ted Williams has called Hank Aaron the best hitter in baseball today. And Hank is at the plate with a count of 2-0. and oh. Here's the pitch. He swings since a high fly ball in the center field. Mickey Mantle is camped under it, waiting for the ball to come down, and he takes it for out number three. And this is the first inning. The National League has gone down without scoring. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. And so in the middle of the fourth inning, the score, the National League five, and the American League nothing. Well, the temperature in Kansas City is now 96 degrees, and when it's as hot as it is here today, you particularly appreciate the lift you get with a refreshing shave cream shave. Have you tried a convenient instant lather shaving cream lately? Gillette Foamy is getting the call from more and more men every day. Yes, sales go up and up as the man tells another of its speed and convenience. Just a press of a handy nozzle, and you have rich snow-white lather that holds water against your beard like a sponge. And full-bodied Foamy saves you money, for just a little goes a long way. Foamy also gives your skin the added protection of K34, an exclusive antiseptic that kills harmful bacteria while you shave. Gillette Foamy comes in two sizes, regular at 79 cents, or the new giant size containing almost twice as much lather for only 98 cents. And if you like, try Foamy with cool, soothing menthol added. It's available at either size at a store near you. The second All-Star game of this season will be played in New York's Yankee Stadium at 12.45 Eastern Daylight Time, Wednesday afternoon, on NBC Radio. The new pitcher for the National League is left-hander Mike McCormick of the San Francisco Giants. And the first batter to face him will be Mickey Mantle, who now turns around to bat right-handed. McCormick delivers. High for ball one. One ball to no strikes. Mantle walked in the first inning. McCormick is into the motion. Here's the pitch. And it's high again. Ball two, two and oh. Mantle will be followed by Bill Scourin and Yogi Berra. McCormick pumps. Here's the pitch. High for ball three. Three and oh. At the all-star break, McCormick had won nine and lost five for San Francisco with an earned run average of 2.51. There's the windup. Here's the pitch. And it's high for ball four, and Mantle is on with a walk. 
So for the second time, Mickey gets free transportation. Now his Yankee teammate, Bill Scourin, comes up. Mantle is on at first. There's nobody out, and Scourin is up. There's the stretch by McCormick. Here's the pitch, and it's a good curve strike. No balls, one strike to Scourin. Bill struck out in the first inning against Bob Friend, who pitched three innings, allowing no runs and one hit. McCormick off the stretch. Mantle with the lead. Here's the pitch. Inside for a ball. It's one and one to Scourin. McCormick, a high-priced bonus baby with the Giants, never pitched in the minors. He's the youngest player on the National League All-Star squad. He's 21 years old. Mantle takes his lead at first. Here's the pitch. Scourin fouls it back into the screen, and the count moves up to one and two. One ball, two strikes to Scourin. Joe Adcock guards the inside of the bag to the runners. Mantle leads away. McCormick throws, and Scourin swings, and he misses. Strike three. So the young giant left-hander disposes of Scourin. Now he faces Yogi Berra, who fouled out in the second inning. Mantle at first and one away. The National League is leading five to nothing. McCormick delivers and Barrow looks at a strike of Blazer. No balls, one strike. The infield is pulled around to the right for Barra. Adcock playing about three steps behind the bag at first. Here's the pitch and it's up high for a ball. It's one and one. One ball and one strike to Barra. Yogi is appearing in his 13th All-Star game. Here's the pitch. Over his cap for a ball. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Mantle takes his lead at first. McCormick keeping an eye on him. Here's the pitch. Barra swings. It's a foul ball down the first baseline. So it's two balls, two strikes. American League pitchers say Barra is the toughest when he has two strikes. And the count is two and two. Mike McCormick gets ready. Here's the pitch, and it's up high for ball three. Three and two to Barra. Mantle is the runner at first. He walked. There's one away. The National League is leading five to nothing. McCormick checks a runner. Mantle edging. There he goes. 3-2 pitch. Swung on and foul back upstairs, and the count remains the same. Three balls, two strikes. 
We're in the fourth inning. The American League's Yogi Berra at the plate. A three-ball, two-strike count. Mike McCormick, San Francisco Southpaw, off the stretch. Here's the pitch, and Yogi fouls another one out of play down the left field line. It's still three and two. Mantle starts to edge away at first. Here's the pitch, and Barra pops it up down the first baseline. Joe Adcock and Bill Mazeroski are both after the ball. Mazeroski says he'll take it, and he does for the second out. So Barra pops up to the second baseman, Mazeroski. Pete Reynolds, the second baseman for the American League, lined to left. His other time up in inning number two. Two down, a runner on at first. Reynolds at the plate. McCormick to the stretch. Here's the pitch. It's outside for ball one. One ball and no strikes. Bob Buell of the Milwaukee Braves has started to warm up in the National League bullpen. McCormick gets ready. The pitch. Ball, it's high and tight. Two and oh. The only base hit the American League has had was a single by Ron Hansen in the second inning. Cormick, the southpaw off the stretch. The 2-0 pitch, and it's in there for a strike, and it's 2-1. and one. Two balls, one strike. McCormick is all set again. In comes the pitch, and it's slow for ball three. So it's three and one to Reynolds. Ronnie Hansen, the shortstop, is in the on-deck circle. Three balls, one strike to Reynolds. Mike McCormick, all set, looks at first. Here's the pitch, and it's inside ball four, and he walks in. So Reynolds goes to first. Mantle advances to second. There are two away. And the next batter is Baltimore's Ronnie Hansen. Ron has the American League hit a single off friend in the second. In fact, he is the only American League runner to move as far as third base. He went to second on a balk and to third on a wild pitch. Reynolds at first, Mantle at second, two away in the last half of the fourth inning. Mike McCormick is ready. He delivers, and it's low for ball one. One ball and no strikes. One and zero oh to Hanson. McCormick, the left-hander, is ready again. In comes the pitch, and it's in there for a strike. It's one and one. Change speeds on him. One ball, one strike. Gary Bell of the Cleveland Indians has gone to work in the American League bullpen. The stretch, the check of the runners. And the pitch. Hanson takes it down low. Ball two and strike one. 
The National League scored three runs in the first inning, one in the second, and one in the third, and lead five to nothing in the last half of the fourth. Mike McCormick of the Giants on the hill for the National League gets ready. The 2 1 pitch. Hansen goes after it and misses. A tremendous swing. It's 2 and 2 now. Hansen has been one of the top RBI leaders all year for the American League. He's up there now with a cap of two and two with two down and two on. McCormick is ready. Here's the pitch, and it's just inside for ball three. Three balls and two strikes. And the first mild protest of the game from the National League battery. Three balls, two strikes. Reynolds at first, Mantle at second. They will go with the pitch with two down. McCormick off the stretch. He checks the runners. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a miss. Strike three. So once again, the National League pitcher comes up with a big pitch. For the American League in the fourth inning, no runs, no hits. There were no National League errors and two men left on for the American League All-Stars. At the end... Of four innings of play, the score, the National League, five, and the American League, nothing. Ever sit down to write a letter or sign a check and have your pen skip or run out of ink? Well, you know, things like that are mighty irritating and make you wish you had a pen you could depend on, like the Papermate Capri Mark III. The rugged good looks of the Capri Mark III inspire confidence. The performance confirms it. The Papermate Capri Mark III positively won't skip over handprints, fingerprints, grease, or grime, won't even skip over a smear of butter. The Capri Mark III has Papermate's exclusive Texas refill, a jumbo ink supply, and dependable writing performance is guaranteed, unconditionally guaranteed. If your Papermate Capri Mark III doesn't perform, we'll replace it. So get the dependable pen. Get the Papermate Capri Mark III. Just $2.49 at stores everywhere. And now we go to the fifth inning. Ernie Banks, who has homered and doubled, driven in two runs and scored two runs, will lead off of the National League against Jim Coates of the New York Yankees. The big right-hander is into the wind-up. Here's the first pitch to Banks. And he takes it for a strike. Joe Adcock will follow, and then Bill Mazeroski will be up. Jim Coates into the motion. Here's the pitch. Banks goes after it, fouls it back. No balls, two strikes. Ernie has tremendous risk. Really works that bat handle over as he waits at the plate. Here's the windup, the 0-2 delivery, and a pie for a ball, and the count goes to one and two. One ball and two strikes. Nobody on or out in the top of the fifth inning. The National League is leading five to nothing. Coates throws, Banks takes high, ball two. Two and two. 
Yogi Berra gives the sign. Here's the windup by Jim Coates and the pitch. Banks swings, fouls it back behind the plate. Berra off of the mask, is back chasing it near the screen. He's under the ball. He makes the catch, and Banks goes down for the first time in the game. Banks fouls out to Berra. Here's Joe Adcock. Joe Adcock of the Braves. Joe flied to right in the first and single in the third. The American League has finally retired Banks. Now they'll have to work on Willie Mays, who's three for three in the game. Coach to the windup. Here's the pitch to Adcock. He swings. There's a line drive in the right center field. Way back. It may go to the wall. It bounces off the fence. Here's Adcock digging for second. Mantle makes his throw in, and it's a double. Joe Adcock, the big Milwaukee Brave first baseman, has just doubled to the right center field wall about 400 feet away. And now Adcock will come out of the ball game. He will be replaced by Bill White of the St. Louis Cardinals. That was the sixth extra base hit for the National League. Here's Bill Mazeroski, who drove in a run with a base hit in the third. He's one for two. There's the stretch by Jim Coates, and here's the pitch. It's inside for ball one, and it hit him. Just grazed his elbow as Mazeroski appealed to the play umpire Jim Honacek, and the play dump said, yep, it hit him. So the National League has runners at first and second. From the Milwaukee Braves, Del Crandall. He's had a homer and a single. National League runners at first and second with one out in the top of the fifth. Coach to the stretch, and here's the pitch. There's a ground ball hit down the third baseline, field of a mile zone. He steps on third for one, throws to first, and gets the play. A fielding gem by Frank Malzone to retire the side at the top of the fifth inning. They forced White at third and doubled up Crandall at first. No runs, one hit, no errors. And one left arm. And so at the middle of the fifth inning, the score, the National League five and the American League nothing. Well, Louis Aparicio, the Chicago White Sox, a member of the All-Star team this year, is sharp on the field or off the field. At last count, his wardrobe included 40 suits and 20 pairs of shoes. No wonder, then, that Louis' razor is a Gillette adjustable. Here's what he says about it. My face feels better, and I think it looks better, when I shave with a Gillette Super Blue Blade and my Gillette Adjustable. The Gillette Adjustable lets you choose the edge, edge exposure and angle that's right for you. At the turn of a dial, you select one of nine different settings. You simply match the blade edge to suit your particular combination of skin and beard. That spells comfort in any man's language. Take the amazing razor, put a Gillette Super Blue Blade in it, and you get shaving luxury never before equal. The secret of the amazing performance of this blade is in the radically new processed edges. And Gillette Super Blue Blades are double-edged for double life, double economy. Just 69 cents for 10 blades and a handy dispenser. ...is going to move behind home plate. Nestor Shylock of the American League goes to first base. Tom Gorman of the National League will go to second base. And Jim Hodgick of the American League will work at third. We have a new first baseman, Bill White of the St. Louis Cardinals is at first base now for the National League. He went in to run for Adcock in the top half of this inning. 
We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Get the real Connell deal before you buy a new Chevrolet. Let's try it the other way. Before you buy a new Chevrolet, get the Ray O'Connell deal. Just think, in 41 years, Ray O'Connell has sold over 75,000 automobiles. Ray O'Connell, 4600 Block West Madison Street. Get the Ray O'Connell deal. WMAQ, AM and FM, Chicago. Push-button sprayway glass cleaner cleans windows, mirrors, windshields instantly. Get sprayway glass cleaner. We're waiting for a couple of the umpires to come out. They're down here in the dugout. Boggus getting his chest protector on. And we have a pinch batter leading off here in the bottom of the fifth inning for the American League. Outfielder Al Smith of the Chicago White Sox will hit for the pitcher Jim Coates of the Yankees. Gary Bell of the Cleveland Indians continue to loosen up in the center field bullpen for the American League. The National League leading here by a score of five to nothing at the midway point in this 28th All-Star game. This scoreboard here at Municipal Stadium, way out there in right center field, was formerly used in Braves Field at Boston and was acquired by the late Arnold Johnson when this park was rebuilt for the 1955 season. Now we're all set. Honachek of the American League comes out of the dugout here at first base and moves down to the third base umpire in position, and Dusty Boggess of the National League is now behind the plate. Here's Al Smith of the Chicago White Sox. Batting 321 for Al Lopez's defending American League champions. Eight home runs, 44 runs driven in. Young Mike McCormick winding. First pitch in the bottom of the fifth. Swung on, hit deep to center. Here's Mays going back. To the wall, he's going to make the catch. There's one out. Smith hit the first pitch in the bottom of the fifth. A long drive toward right center field. And Mays covered the gap in a hurry and caught that ball. There's one away. Now Minoso. Minnie has popped up to Mays and bounced to Ernie Banks at shortstop. Of the 11 National League hits, six have been for extra bases, two of them out of the ballpark. Banks and Crandall. Here's the pitch to Minnie, high and inside of all. The Cuban Comet, a lifetime batting average for 306. One out and nobody on. We're in the bottom of the fifth, the American League batting, trailing five to nothing. McCormick winding and the pitch. A slow curve popped up out into short. Banks moving back on the grass, right behind his shortstop position under the ball, and he grabs it for the second out of the inning. So Minoso pops up. He hit that ball a mile in the air, and it was caught by Ernie Banks. Here's Frank Malzone of the Red Sox. He's been safe on an error by Matthews and flied to Mays in center field. Two out, nobody out in the bottom of the fifth inning at Municipal Stadium, Kansas City. Malzone, right-handed batter. Here's the pitch by McCormick. Curveball, got the outside corner, a strike. Tony Cuccinello of the White Sox, coaching the third, Don Guthridge at first. Wind-up by McCormick, big left-hander throws a curve low and inside. The count is even, ball one and strike one. Crandall of the Braves behind the plate, flashing the sign. The wind-up by McCormick, working rapidly in the heat. There's a swing and a long drive to center field. Here's Mays going back. Turns around, waits for the ball, and he makes the catch to retire the side. Well hit, but to straightaway center field. And it's three up and three down in the fifth inning for the American League. No runs, no hits. Nobody left on base. And so at the end of the fifth inning, the score is the National League 5, the American League nothing. Gillette has been asked to bring you the following message as a public service. Safety on the highway is everybody's problem. 
And it has been proved that where traffic laws are enforced, deaths go down. So let's get behind our law enforcement organizations and safety councils. Let's stop the carnage on the road that takes a life every 14 minutes or injures a person every 23 seconds. Those are the figures. Last year, 37,800 people died in traffic accidents and over 1,400,000 suffered disabling injuries. Summertime is a wonderful time for driving, so let's enjoy it. This year, drive more carefully, walk more carefully, slow down just a little, and live. Jerry Bell of the Cleveland Indians is coming on to become the fourth American League pitcher in this ballgame. Right-hander has won seven and lost seven for the Indians with an earned run average of 3.27. So Jim Coates of the Yankees worked two innings out here. He allowed no runs, two hits. He hit a batter. And now Gary Bell from San Antonio, Texas. Six foot one, 195 pound right-hander who's 23 years old. In the sixth inning, McCormick, the pitcher, is due up. He hasn't come out of the dugout yet. Here he comes up the steps down here at the third base dugout. He's going over to the water cooler for a moment. Walter Alston of the Los Angeles Dodgers now trotting out to now pitching for the American League. check the changes with the plate umpire Dusty Vargas. Mon Boquette of the Red Sox started this ball game for the American League, and in two innings he allowed four runs. Chuck Estrada of Baltimore worked one inning, allowed one run. Coates worked two scoreless innings, and now it's Gary Bell. Elston Howard of the Yankees is the new catcher. Al Kaline of Detroit is in center field, and Harvey King of Cleveland is in right field, replacing Maris. Nelson Fox of the White Sox replaces Reynolds at second base. Louis Aparicio of the White Sox is at short. Brooks Robinson of Baltimore at third. Here's the pitch to McCormick from Bell. It's high and outside, ball one. Aparicio at short. Second base, also from Chicago, number two, Nelson Fox. 1-0 the count on McCormick leading off in the sixth. Gary Bell has the sign from Howard. He's into the windup, and here's the pitch. Swing and a miss by Mike, going all the way around. Robinson. Robinson at third. So Lopez has made quite a few changes here in the American League. Here's the pitch. Bunted off to the left. The pitcher off the mound has it. Bell goes to scouring at first base for the out. McCormick trying to bunt is thrown out from the pitcher to the first baseman. One out, and that's going to bring up the center fielder, Willie Mays, who's had a single, a double, and a triple in this ball game. What an afternoon. He's as hot as this Kansas City weather in the upper 90s. Jim Lemon of Washington is out in left field replacing Minoso. Here's the pitch to Mays. Curveball, it's outside, ball one. One out, nobody on, sixth inning. National League at bat, leading five to nothing. The windup by Gary Bell. Pitch to Mays. That's a ball that's outside, but ball two. Elston Howard takes that ball in his glove, walks with it out in front of home plate, fires it back out to Bell. 
The National League got started with three runs in the first inning on a triple by Mays, a single by Skinner, and a home run by Banks, and they've led ever since. Crandall homered in the second. They picked up another run in the third. The windup, two and nothing to Mays on the way. Swing and a miss. He went all the way around. Man, did he have a cut. Two balls and one strike on Willie. With one out here in the top half of the sixth inning. On deck, Bob Skinner of the Pirates down here in the on-deck circle to the left. Bell into the windup. The 2-1 pitch to Mays. Swinging a long drive into right field. Back goes Keene. He's at the wall. He's going to leap up. He caught it. Keene leaped and caught that ball at the right field wall. Just to the right of the 387 sign as Mays almost had a home run. That ball was really hit. The deep right field, the opposite field for Willie, a right-handed batter. And Keene leaping at the last instant caught that ball for the second out in the inning. Here's Skinner with one run for three and a run batted in. He singled in the first. He's also struck out, and he's been thrown out by the pitcher on a hot smash right back to the mound. Here's the pitch. Skinner takes a low curve ball over the plate, but below his knees, ball one. Two out, nobody on, sixth inning. National League at bat, leading five to nothing. Lemon in left, K-line in center, and Keene in right. 1-0 to Big Skinner. Swinging a high pop-up off here to the right. Elston Howard tears the mask off under the ball here below our booth, and he grabs it to retire the side. Skinner fouls out to Elston Howard, so the National League in the sixth inning is retired 1-2-3. The first time this afternoon that they've gone down with nothing across. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on base. And so, at the middle of the sixth inning, the score is the National League 5, the American League, nothing. Well, you look at some of these outfielders out here, fellas like Hank Aaron and the rest of them. Boy, you talk about throwing arms, and you have to mention Rocky Colavito. Some say this Gillette man's arm is the strongest in baseball. A Gillette man? He sure is. Rocky's choice is the Gillette Adjustable Razor. This is the razor that lets you pick the degree of edge exposure and angle to suit your personal combination of skin and beard. A micrometer dial on the handle gives you complete control. Dial one way, you get more blade exposure. Dial the other way, you get less. You have nine choices of setting. One is just right for you. For the price of the razor, you also get to try the Gillette Super Blue Blade. Your beard disappears almost like magic when you have a Super Blue Blade in your Gillette. The reason is a radically new kind of blade edge developed by Gillette and found only on Gillette. You should try it. A dispenser of 10 for only 69 cents. Or, as I mentioned, a supply with your new Gillette adjustable razor for only $1.95. Harvey Keene, the batter. Keene. Here's Harvey Keene of the Indians leading off in the bottom of the sixth inning for the American League. We have Orlando Cepeda of the Giants in left now. Veda Pinson of Cincinnati in center. A high pop-up out behind second. Mazeroski out. Aaron in. Mazeroski calls. And Aaron did not catch the ball. He trapped it the third of second. And the runner is out. Keene hit a high pop-up. In the right field, Mazeroski, the second baseman, went out on the grass in short right field. And Aaron, at the last moment, lunged and tried to make a shoestring catch. It's a base hit for Harvey Keene, and he's thrown out from the right fielder, Hank Aaron, to the shortstop, Ernie Banks. Trying to stretch that little pop fly single into two bases. That's only the second hit by the American League, number one off McCormick. Here's Kali now, the 
Detroit Tigers taking a strike right around the belt. K-Line looks at a ball. It's even up now. Ball one and strike one. Mantle, who opened the game in center field, walked twice today. This is K-Line's first at bat. Here's the pitch. A curve low and inside. Al K-Line in his sixth All-Star game. Right-handed batter waiting. Here's McCormick's 2-1 pitch. Swinging a chop foul on the ground off here to the left. Trickles over toward the National League out on the third base side. And the count is even on Al. Ball two and strike two. Scouring in the on-deck circle right down here below us. National League five, American League nothing, the bottom of the sixth. McCormick, the second pitcher used by the Nationals. Pitch swung on, ground ball to Matthews, a third. Bobbles it, picks it up. He's going to have to hurry. The throw, safe. He beat it out. K-line hit a smash on the ground to Matthews. He had trouble finding the handle on the ball. Finally recovered and threw to White too late. And let's see if they give him a hit or charge Matthews with another error. K-line on first. It's an error on Matthews. His second one today. K-line on first base with, with one out. Here's Scourin. Struck out twice so far. Curveball lined right field. Here's Aaron running hard. Digging. Can't get to the ball. Lands in front of him for a hit. K-line rounding second. Goes to the third standing. A base hit to right field by Moose Gowran, the third American League hit. And now the American League All-Stars have runners on first and third with one man out. Brings up Elston Howard, the catcher. Bob Buell starting to loosen up along with Roy Face of the Pirates in the National League bullpen out here in left field. Elston Howard, right-handed batter. Second hit off McCormick, third American League hit. Howard takes a pitch to third, blocked nicely by Del Crandall. Ball one. K-line on third, scouring on first, and one man out. The stretch by McCormick, and the 1-0 and pitch. In the dirt again. Ball two no strikes on Howard. This fellow batting 255 for the Yankees this year with five homers and 26 RBIs. Bob Friend started the ball game for the National League, worked three innings, allowed no runs, one hit. Two nothing to Howard. Swinging a fastball and he slams one back on the screen. Two balls and one strike. Matthews at third, Banks at short, Mazeroski at second, and Bill White at first. Cepeda out in left field. Penzen in center. Aaron in right. 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss and a sharp raking curve. And the count is even now. Two balls, two strikes. Elston Howard. American League fans talking it up. Runners on first and third. One out. The bottom of the sixth. The stretch by McCormick. The giant left-hander fires. A ball, it's inside. It almost hit him in the arm. Ball three and strike two. This actually is the best threat that the American League has put on today. K-line safe on an error by Matthews. Park on third. Moose Gowron, who singled, is on first base. There is one man out. Here's the 3-2 pitch. 
Ball four, the bags are loaded. He walked Howard to load him up. It moves Gower into second. K-Line remains on third. Elston Howard is on first base. And the batter now is Nellie Fox of the Chicago White Sox, last year's most valuable player in the American League. That is the third walk that Mike McCormick has given. And he's in a bit of a jam here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Time called as Hank Aaron moves in to get a set of sunglasses from Bill Mazeroski, the second baseman. Nellie Fox, 263 batting average for Lopez's White Sox. No home runs, but 34 RBIs. The mighty might with a big chew of tobacco in his cheek, left-handed swinger. Base is loaded with one man out here in the bottom of the sixth. McCormick winding the pitch to Fox. A swing and a line drive in the left field for a base hit. It'll score one, and the bases remain loaded. A single to left field, now it's five to one. Fox hit the first pitch, a shot in the left field. Driving in, K-line from third. Run number one, hit number three off McCormick. The fourth hit by the American League, and Walter Alston, the skipper of the National League All-Stars, is making a trip to the mound now. He has Buell from Milwaukee and face of the Pirates throwing out here in the left field bullpen. Nellie Fox lining a single into left field, and the bases remain loaded. Alston is out here. He's talking with Crandall, the catcher, and McCormick, the pitcher. He has not indicated yet that he's going to make a pitching change. This is McCormick's third inning in relief of Bob Friend. And here in the bottom of the sixth, it all started with a pop fly hit to the right field by Keene, and he was thrown out trying to stretch it into a double. But then K-Line hit a hot smash to Matthews that handcuffed him for an error. Scour and single to right field. Howard worked to load him up, and Fox drove in a run, and they're still loaded. And little Roy Face, the small right-handed relief artist of the League-leading Pittsburgh Pirates in the National League is coming on from the bullpen in left field to relieve McCormick here in the last of the sixth. Well, Mike worked two and a third innings, allowed at least one run, and the three runners on base now, Scourin on third, Howard on second, and Fox at first, are his responsibility. He was tagged for three base hits, all of them in this inning. He struck out two batters, and he issued three walks. Face is a forkball specialist. He also has a curveball and a fastball. Little fellow last season won 17 straight ball games before he was beaten, and he ended up the year with 18 and 1. Louis Aparicio of the White Sox is the batter scheduled to hit now. He's standing off here to the left of home plate while Face takes his warm up tosses. So far this year for Danny Murtaugh's Bucks. Face has won five and lost four, but he has saved numerous ball games for other Pirate starters, and he sports a handsome earned run average of 2.79. So the American League making some noise here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and they're trailing five to one, and they have the bases loaded with only one man out as Face takes his warm-up shots down here to catcher Del Crandall. Aparicio for the White Sox has a 245 batting average with one home run, 26 runs driven in. One of Al Lopez's many fine stars on the south side of Chicago. Right-handed batter, Louis Aparicio. 
Runners at first, second, and third, and one man out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Five to one, National League leads. Roy Face looks in to get the sign from Del Crandall. Scouring down the line at third. Howard leads at second. Fox at first base. Here's a fork ball, low and outside, ball one. Tony Cuccinello talking it up on the coaching line at third. Wind up by face. I don't know pitch. Louis swings and fouls the pitch right off the end of his bat on the ground off here to the right. The count is even. Ball one and strike one. Right-hander Frank Larry of the Detroit Tigers is loosening up now in the American League bullpen. And southpaw Bill Henry of Cincinnati is throwing in the National League bullpen. One and one on Aparicio. Bases loaded, one out on the bottom of the sixth. Face has the sign. Small right-hander rocking. Here's the pitch. There's a ground ball to short. Hanks goes to second for one. Relay to first. Double play the out of the inning. Aparicio hit into a lightning-like double play from Banks to Mazeroski to Bill White. And the American League is retired here with fine relief pitching by Roy Face coming on to save McCormick. In the inning, though, they picked up one run. There were three hits. There was one boot, and two men were left on base. And after six full innings, the score is the National League 5, the American League 1. Going into the seventh inning of the ball game, Eddie Matthews of the Braves will lead off. He'll be followed by Hank Aaron and then Ernie Banks. Five to one in favor of the National League. Five runs, 11 hits, two errors for the National League All-Stars. The American League, one run, four hits, no errors. Herman Lawler was taking the warm-up tosses of Gary Bell while Elston Howard got his catching gear on, and now Howard's back here behind the plate. And here's Matthews of the Braves leading off in the seventh inning. He's popped up twice in foul territory and bounced to second base. Gary Bell. Fourth pitcher used by Lopez in this ballgame out there on the mound, ready to work his second inning in relief. Matthews, one of the muscle men of the Milwaukee Ball Club. High curve fouled upstairs behind home plate into the upper deck. One strike. Brooks Robinson at third, Aparicio at short, Fox at second, and Scour in deep at first. Lemon in left, Kaline in center, Keene in right. They're deep and way around to the right. Matthews led the majors in home runs last year with 46. The windup by Bell and the 0-1 pitch daddy. Very high and outside of all. Roberto Clemente and Dick Grote are loosening up in the left field bullpen. Two of the Pirate Stars. One and one on Matthews leading off the seventh inning. Bell looking in to get the sign from Howard behind the plate. Now the windup and here's the pitch. Swing and a high fastball. One and two. Crowd basking in the sunshine here at Municipal Stadium, Kansas City. The 28th All-Star Game. And they've really seen some baseball. We're in the seventh. Here's Ben Winding. Big Cleveland right-hander fires one and two curve low and inside. Two balls, two strikes on Matthews. Eddie bends down for a handful of dirt. This fella is packed with power. 
Cincinnati skipper Fred Hutchinson coaching at first. Sally Hemus, the boss of the St. Louis Cardinals, is down here on the coaching line at third. 2-2 pitch, line, a hot shot. Fox backhands it to his right. Good play. The Peggy gets it. Nellie Fox backhanded that hot smash on the ground by going to his right and turned what looked like a sure hit into an out. So Matthews has a hit taken away by the fine play of Nellie Fox. One out in the seventh, and here's Hank Aaron. He's 0 for 3. Flied twice to center and popped up the other time to first baseman's Gowron. Henry has been hitting 290 for Milwaukee. 24 home runs. 68 RBIs. Here's the pitch from Bell. A curveball that gets the outside corner 0 and 1. One out and nobody on. We're in the seventh. National League leading 5 to 1. Hank Aaron, great power to right field, center, or left. On one pitch, curve, a swing and a miss at a low curve ball. It was down off his shoe tops, two strikes. Mon Boquette, Estrada, Coates, and Bell have worked for the American League. Mon Boquette was scored on four times in two innings. Here's the windup. Bell's 0-2 pitch to Hank Aaron. Fastball outside. One ball, two strikes. Walter Alston, the manager of the National League Stars, down here parked on the edge of the dugout of third. Watching his crew in action. Al Lopez running the show for the American League down here in the first base dugout. Wind up by Bell. Here's the pitch. Curveball swung on and rammed in the center. Here's K-Line digging hard. He caught it. K-Line covered a big distance out there, moving over into right center field after a long chase to haul down that smash off the bat of Hank Aaron. And they're two gone here in the top of the seventh. Here's Ernie Banks of the Ernie Chicago Banks. Cubs, who hit a two-run homer in the first inning, a wallop over the left field screen, doubled high off the screen in the third, and fouled out to the catcher in the fifth. So Banks has two for three, double and a home run. He has scored twice, and he's driven in two of the five National League runs. He takes one high, ball one. Banks, the most valuable player in the National League for two consecutive years, something that had never been done before in National League history winning the MVP award two years in a row. The windup by Gary Bell. The 1-0 pitch. Ernie swings and he misses. He went all the way around. He calls for the rosin sack from Bill White, the on-deck man. Banks is second to Roger Maris in home runs in the major leagues with 26. He leads the majors in RBIs with 76. Last year, Banks led the major leagues in RBIs with 143. 29-year-old Cubs shortstop waiting. Here's the pitch from Bell. Curveball. It's wide. Ball two and strike one. Lemon deep in left field. K-line deep in center. And King deep in right. A ball two, strike one count. This fella is Lou Boudreaux's pride and joy. Greatest slugging shortstop in baseball history. Hits a curveball foul past Salihimis, the third base coach, down the line and left and into the National League bullpen. Two balls, two strikes. Of course, Banks, the great hitter that he is, playing for Boudreaux, who was a great shortstop himself. They're two on here in the seventh inning. Banks with a ball two and a strike two count. Gary Bell winding and fires. Fastball hit on the ground to the right side. Nellie Fox in fast from second. Scoops it up, throws to Scourin, and Banks is out to retire the side. So in the top half of the seventh inning here for the National League, it's no runs, no hits. Nobody left on base. 
And so at the middle of the seventh inning, the score is the National League five and the American League one. Well, that Roy Face really did a job coming on in the bottom of the sixth in relief. When you talk about relief pitching, who can forget the job Larry Sherry did for the world champion Dodgers in the World Series last year? He finished every game the Dodgers won. Larry's another Gillette booster, and what a booster he is. Here are his words on that new Super Blue Blade. It was amazing. I never thought a shave could be so comfortable. That's my blade from now on. And I may add, the blade of millions upon millions who have tried it. Have you tried the new Gillette Super Blue Blade? Better get with it, men. It's exclusive, specially processed edges shave you so easy, so smoothly, you might actually think there's no blade in the razor. Clean shaves? You know it. Refreshing shaves, too. So try it. The Gillette Super Blue Blade fits all Gillette razors. A dispenser of 10 costs 69 cents. You also get a supply with the Gillette Adjustable Razor for $1.95. Look for it at a store near you. We have a couple of changes for the National League. Smokey Burgess of the Pittsburgh Pirates is now behind the plate. Replacing Crandall. Boyer of the St. Louis Cardinals is a third. Dick Grote of the Pittsburgh Pirates is at shortstop. Roberto Clemente of the Pittsburgh Pirates is in right field. So Boyer's at third and Grote is at short. Burgess behind the plate. And Clemente in right. Here is Jim Gentile, big left-handed batter for the Baltimore Orioles. Pinch hitting here in the bottom of the seventh inning. He swings and fouls the first pitch from Roy Face back here behind home plate. He's batting for the pitcher, Gary Bell. Gentile, a former Dodger. Big left-handed swinger with tremendous power. Gentile is hitting 328 for Baltimore. 12 homers and 59 RBIs. Face into the windup. Here's the pitch to Jim. It's a ball down low. The last time Gentile played here against the Kansas City A's, he hit two home runs, one to left field and one to right. Here's the pitch. Low and inside. Ball two, strike one. One home run into left field was with two men on, and he grand slammed over the right field wall. Well, it's 421 feet. Here's the windup. 2-2 pitch to Gentile. Swing at a high curve, and he lifts one foul out of play. This ball going in the upper deck at third. So it is still 2-2. Face looking in to get the sign from Burgess. His battery made at Pittsburgh. The windup. 2-2 pitch to Gentile. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Pitch up around the letters, and Gentile went all the way around. Trying to give it a ride, he struck out. The fifth strikeout against the American League All-Stars today. Number one racked up by face. Here's Jim Lemon now, the left fielder. Big right-handed batter. Lemon of the Senators is hitting 291. He's hit 21 home runs for Washington and 50 RBIs. Minoso started the game in left field and went 0 for 3. Roy Face into the windup. The small right-hander delivers. Swing and a miss by Lemon. Going all the way around on that fork ball. Boyer of the Cardinals at third. Grote, the captain of the Pirates at shortstop. Mazeroski still out there at second. And Bill White of the Cardinals at first. On one pitch. A swing and a miss by Lemon. Again, he went all the way around. Well, when this fella connects, 
He can really black that ball. Last year, hit 33 home runs for the Senators. Drove in 100 runs. The windup, the owned pitch by face, a fork ball. It's outside, just off the corner. One ball, two strikes on Lemon. With one man out and nobody on here in the bottom half of the seventh. In a Southern Association All-Star game once, Lemon hit four home runs. Here's a strike three call. They looked at a curveball on the outside corner knee high. So Lemon is called out on strikes. Strikeout number two by Roy Face and the sixth strikeout against the American League All-Stars. Here's Brooks Robinson, the fine Baltimore third baseman. Robinson hitting 284 for Paul Richards with six homers and 43 RBIs. Face's first pitch is low and away, ball one. Two out, nobody on. Big hole between Boyer and Grote. Here's a ground ball, hit out toward Grote, playing him perfectly over near second, up with a ball, the peg to first in time to retire side. Three up and three down in the bottom of the seventh inning for the American League All-Stars. Nothing across, no runs, no hits, nobody left on base. And so, at the end of the seventh inning, the score is the National League 5 and the American League 1. Want the best-looking pen you can buy? Want the best writing pen you can buy? You get both when you buy a Papermate Capri Mark III. The Capri Mark III is solid, handsome, capped in shining chromium. The barrel is of tough tenite, your choice of five colors. Performance? The Papermate Capri Mark III positively won't skip over handprints, fingerprints, grease, or grime. Won't even skip over a smear of butter. The Capri Mark III has Papermate's exclusive Texas refill, a jumbo ink supply. And the Papermate Capri Mark III is guaranteed, unconditionally guaranteed. If it doesn't perform, we'll replace it. So for dependable writing, take a tip. Look for the two hearts on the clip. Get the Papermate Capri Mark III, just $2.49 at stores everywhere. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. It starts today at Sears. Buy one Allstate Silent Cushion Tire at regular price and get a second Allstate Silent Cushion Tire at half price. That's what I said, half price. During Sears Roebuck Summer Automotive Sale, you buy one Allstate Silent Cushion Tire at the regular price, and you get a matching second tire at half price. Sears, Chicago. This is WMAQ and WMAQ-FM in Chicago. We have a new pitcher for the American League as we swing into the eighth inning here at Kansas City. Right-hander Frank Larry from the Detroit Tigers. So far this season, he has won six and lost nine. Jim Gentile remains in the ballgame, playing first base, replacing Moose Gowan of the Yankees. Here's Elston Howard pegging the ball down to Nellie Fox at second, to Aparicio at short, over to Brooks Robinson at third. And back to the pitcher, Frank Larry. Gary Bell of Cleveland worked two innings and retired six batters in a row without a base runner reaching. Now Frank Larry. Here's Bill White of the St. Louis Cardinals. It's 100 degrees in Kansas City. Here's the pitch to Bill White. Curveball swung on and line fouled on the right field line up against the railing way out on the right field. It has hit the 100 mark 
100 degrees in Kansas City, Missouri. We're in the eighth inning, the National League at bat. They lead 5-1. to one. Larry into the windup. Pitch to White on the way. Swinging a foul ball into the upper deck at third. And it's two strikes. This was White is quite a fellow with that bat, and he's tremendously fast on the bases. Bill hitting 311 for the Cardinals. He whacked nine home runs and has driven in 43 runs this season. Larry Winding, hard-throwing right-hander, delivers way high and outside. Ball one and strike two. Stan Musial of the Cardinals is in the on-deck circle down here to the left. Outfield around to the right for White. He went in as a pinch runner in the fifth inning, replacing Joe Adcock after Joe doubled. Here's a high curve fouled upstairs. Upper deck at third base. It's still ball one and strike two. A lot of chatter in the American League infield. Robinson, Aparicio, Fox, and Gentile talking it up, yelling words in to Frank Larry on the mound. The American League, the home club, of course, wearing their home uniforms, and the National League fellows all wearing their road uniforms. One and two pitch to White. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. That is the fourth strikeout against the National League. And here now is Stan Musial coming out to hit for Bill Mazeroski. This is Musial's 17th All-Star game. He played in his first one way back in 1943 at Philadelphia. The St. Louis Cardinal future Hall of Famer. Musial hitting 300 even this year. He's hit six home runs and driven in 28 runs for Sally Hemus's Cardinals. Curveball, a strike on the outside corner, belt high. Stan the man. The pride and joy of Denora, Pennsylvania. One out and nobody on in the eighth. National League leading five to one. The windup by Larry. Pitch to Stan. Change of pace, a swing and a miss. He was way out in front of it. He pulled the trigger before the ball was two-thirds of the way up there. Musial with a lifetime batting average of 337. Last year was an off year for the man. He dropped to 255. The only time in his great major league career that he's been below 300. Here's the pitch. Swinging a line drive. Fox knocks the ball down and on one hop. Runs over, picks it up, throws. He beat it out. Stan Musial digging down that line. Beat the throw from Nellie Fox. He hit a sinking line drive at Foxy. He got in front of the ball, but he couldn't handle it. It rolled over to his left near the foul line, and Musial is given credit for a base hit. That is the 12th hit by the National League. He's going to be taken out now for a pinch runner, Tony Taylor. Tony Taylor of the Philadelphia Phillies, a second baseman, is now running for Musial. Here's Smokey Burgess, the catcher up for the first time, left-handed batter with good power. Pitch to him, a bouncing ball to the right side. Fox has it, goes to shortstop out. The relay back to first, not in time. Fox to Aparicio for a force on Tony Taylor, so they're two gone now. And Burgess, with a fielder's choice, is over here on first. That's going to bring up Norm Larker, the Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman, who will pinch hit here for Roy Face. Batting for the National League pitcher, Face, is number five from Los Angeles. Larker's having a great year, batting 340 for the Dodgers. One home run, 27 RBIs. Now batting. 
Norway's about 200 pounds. He's powerfully built, left-handed swinger. Smokey Burgess on first base with two gone here in the top of the eighth. The National League All-Stars have out-hit the American League All-Stars so far in the ballgame, 12-4. to four. Bob Buell of the Braves walking in here from the bullpen in left field. He'll be the pitcher in the bottom of this inning. Burgess leads at first base. Larry's first pitch to Larker. Cut on a ground ball hit out to short. Aparicio up. Flips to second baseman Fox, forcing Burgess. And it retires the National League here in the top half of the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, one man left on base. And so at the middle of the eighth inning, the score is the National League five and the American League one. Louis Aparicio walking in here from the playing field into the American League dugout. Of course, he's a, a great man on the bases. Steals. And the number two man in stolen bases is Louie's teammate on the go-go White Sox, Jim Landis. He's a Gillette man, too. Here's what Jim says about that Gillette adjustable razor. That adjustable razor certainly made shaving a lot easier for me. It took me no time to find the exposure for my face. Are you on that Gillette adjustable razor yet? It has a micrometer dial on the handle that lets you select the edge exposure and angle just right for your skin and beard. There are nine different choices. Turn this dial to the left, you decrease exposure. Turn to the right, you increase it. Included with every Gillette adjustable is a dispenser of those amazing new Gillette Super Blue Blades. Wait till you try them. You shave slick, quick, with comfort like you've never had before. The whole works adjustable razor, dispenser of Super Blue Blades, and sturdy travel case costs only $1.95. Bob Buell of the Milwaukee Braves is the new pitcher. And Charlie Neal of the Los Angeles Dodgers replaces Mazeroski at second base. For the National League, number 10, from the Milwaukee Braves, Bob Buell. Buell, Buell a big right-handed pitcher. He's 1-8, lost three so far for the Braves. 23, Charlie Charlie Neal, who was one of the Dodger Harry's, uh, heroes all last year, and especially in the World Series against the White Sox, is now out there at second base, replacing Mazeroski. Here's Harvey Keene leading off in the bottom of the eighth inning. Buell's first pitch is down low, ball one. The attendance here at Municipal Stadium is 30,619. There's a strike right around the knees. One and one the count on Keene. 30,619. And the pitch. Curve low and away. Started to go, but he held up. The gross receipts, $183,892.13. The 2-1 pitch on the way. Here's a swing and a high pop foul. It's going to be out of play off here to the right, into the crowd. And the count is even up on Keene. Two balls, two strikes. Loser that his own all-star records. Now the 2-2 pitch. Curve swung on and grounded foul down the left field line into the National League bullpen. Still two balls, two strikes. Most total bases, 35. And most of drops, 56. Two balls, two strikes on Keene, the American League right fielder from Cleveland. He swings and chops one toward third. It is a foul ball picked up there by Boyer across the foul line. Keene, who had gone over the bag at first now, turns around, comes back here. Harvey, of course, traded from Detroit to Cleveland for Colavito earlier this year. 
Two balls, two strikes, the count. Roy Face in relief worked one and two-thirds innings, striking out two, did not allow a base runner. This is Bob Buell, the fourth National League pitcher. Ground ball to the right side. Here's Neal over, has it. The pitcher covering the throw to Buell, he dropped it. Buell, the pitcher, came over to take the throw from Neal. He had the ball in the glove but could not hang on. And Keene is safe at first base. The first baseman, White, had broken to his right, possibly to pick that ground ball up, but it got by him, and the only man who could cover was the pitcher, Buell, and it's an error on Charlie Neal on the throw. That is the third National League error today. Keen on first, and here's K-Line of the Tigers taking a ball outside. First time up in the sixth inning, K-Line was safe on a boot by Ed Matthews. National League leads, 5-1. to one. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Buell into the stretch, now the pitch. Swinging a long drive, well hit, left field. Back, Cepeda's at the wall. It's gone, a home run. K-Line ripped one over the screen in left field. What a wallop. And the American League comes roaring back with two runs in the bottom of the eighth, and they now trail 5-3. to three. Al K-Line's tremendous cloud over the field wall following the error here in the eighth inning. Hit number one off Buell, runs number one and two off the Milwaukee right-hander. And it's a five to three ball game now in favor of the National League. Here is Sherman Lawler from the White Sox. Batting for the pitcher, Larry. Batting for the pitcher, Frank Larry. That's the second all-star home run for Al Kaline, and he really hit one. Over the clock in left field. Here's the pitch on the way. Lawler takes a ball low and outside. A left-hander, Bill Henry from Cincinnati, and right-hander, Vernon Law of the Pittsburgh Pirates, both throwing in the National League bullpen. There is still nobody out. Here's Lawler taking a pitch down low. Ball two. Two runs in on an error and a home run. And the American League All-Stars have tightened things considerably here in the bottom of the eighth. Here's the pitch. Lawler taps one foul on the ground to the left. Ball two, strike one on Sherm. Smokey Burgess hands that baseball to Dusty Boggess, the National League umpire who's working behind the plate the second half of the game. He looks it over, says it's all right. They throw the ball back out to Bob Buell. Buell looking in to get the sign. Lawler, right-handed, the batter waiting. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's a breaking ball that's low and away from him, and it's ball three. Elston Howard, the Yankees, is the on-deck man for the American League. Kenny Boyer at third, Dick Grote at short, Neal at second, White at first. Swing! A foul ball that was taken by Burgess, a foul tip. Three balls, two strikes. This fella can hit the long ball, Lawler. So far this season with the defending American League champs, he's hitting 260. Ground ball to third. Boyer bobbles it, picks it up, pegs the ball across to Bill White, and he gets his man for the first out. Boyer to White. After Boyer had trouble with that hot smash on the ground, he recovered in time and got Lawler for the first out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Here's Elston Howard now. Walked his only other time up. Right-handed batter. Bob Buell, 
with a 5-3 to three lead with one out on the bottom of the eighth. His first pitch is down low, over the plate, but below the knees. Ball one. Cepeda of the Giants in left, fleet-footed Veda Pinson of the Cincinnati Reds in center, and Clemente, the spectacular pirate outfielder, is in right. Here's the 1-0 pitch, swinging a high chopper foul to the left side. Ball one, strike one to count. Kenny Boyer, the Cardinal third baseman, comes in, picks that ball up in foul territory. Now he throws it out of play. Buddy Daly of the Kansas City A's is throwing in the American League bullpen. The pitch to Howard is down low. Two balls, one strike. National League out in front, five to three, but the American League has come back with a couple of runs here in the bottom of the eighth to really make things interesting. Here's a high foul lifted down the left field line. Cepeda chasing the ball, but he's not going to have room. It's out of play. Way out in left field. And there's a scramble for that ball now among the spectators. Ball two, strike two on Elston Howard with one out and two runs in in the last half of the eighth inning. Buell winding. Handsome right-hander throws a curve, and he struck him out. A swing and a miss by Howard. Strikeout number seven against the American League All-Stars. Here now is the White Sox second baseman and the American League's most valuable player in 1959, Nellie Fox. He entered the game in the sixth inning and stroked a single into left field to drive in the first American League run. Buell into the windup, pitched to the mighty mock right over the plate, a strike called. Kenny Boyer, third, is in shallow on the bend of the grass. Fox a good bunter. Number two on his back, little fellow, left-handed batter. Here's the pitch, swinging a high pop-up, right field. Here's Clemente coming on for the ball, shading his eyes from the sun under it, and he grabs it to retire the side. So in the inning, the bottom of the eighth for the American League, two runs, one hit, the home run by Al Kaline, one error, and nobody left on base. And so, at the end of the eighth inning, the score is the National League five and the American League three. When man after man after man asks his friends, neighbors, fellow workers, have you tried the new Gillette Super Blue Blade? You know this blade must be a sensation. And it is. Men by the million have tried it and found shaving so easy, so fast, that it's hard to believe there's a blade in the razor. The Super Blue Blade is double-edged, too, for economy. And what edges they are. Produced by a new and exclusive process, they give you clean shaves, refreshing shaves like you never had before. How about you? Try the Gillette Super Blue Blade for your next shave and see what we mean. A dispenser of 10 costs 69 cents at a store near you. And take a look at the new Gillette Adjustable. This is the razor that you adjust to suit your skin and beard. You also get a dispenser of Super Blue Blades and a convenient travel case, all for only $1.95. Your attention, please. Left-hander Buddy Daly of the Kansas City Athletics is coming on to work in the ninth inning against the National League All-Stars, who lead in this ballgame 5-3. Daly, one of the real heroes around Kansas City. What a job he's done. Twelve victories and four losses. First major leaguer to win 12 games this year. He started yesterday's ballgame for Kansas City against Detroit. At one time, he had a 7 to nothing lead in that ballgame against the Tigers, but as it turned out, he was not the pitcher of record. 
in that ball game yesterday. Buddy Daly. Well, Merle, you've seen this fellow now for a while. He can, he must be quite a pitcher. Yes, he is, Jack. Uh, he's a fellow that's got more stamina than you would realize. He's not too big. He throws a fastball. He throws a knuckleball. He throws a curveball, and actually the curve is his best pitch. And he also throws a slip pitch, a pitch that Paul Richards taught him when he was with the Baltimore Orioles briefly. He's uh, a wonderful kid, and you probably noticed the right arm is a little bit shorter than the left. That happened at birth. He was an instrument baby, but he never let that bother him, and he likes to swing the bat. Well, Frank Larry of Detroit worked one inning in relief. He allowed one hit. And now Buddy Daly, left-hander of the Kansas City A's, becomes the sixth American League pitcher. First man to face him will be the center fielder for the Cincinnati Reds, the left-handed batter, Beta Pinson. The wind-up by Daly, and the first pitch in the top of the ninth inning. Curve, a strike, 0-1. Mays opened the game in center field for the National League and had three for four, a single, a double, and a triple. And when they did get him out, he drove keen to the wall with a leaping catch in right field. Now pins it up for the first time. Wind up by Daly, 0-1 pitch. There is a strike, another curveball that got the corner. It's nothing in two. National League leading by a score of 5-3. We're in the ninth inning. Municipal Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The 28th All-Star Classic. Cepeda is the on-deck man here for the National League in the ninth. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He curved him and Penson went after it and he struck out to open the ninth inning. Strikeout number five against the National Leaguers. Buddy Daly strikes out the first man he faces here. Here's Orlando Cepeda who plays first base and the outfield for the Giants. The baby bull from Puerto Rico and he can really stroke that ball. Cepeda hitting 282 for Tom Sheehan's Giants. 17 home runs and 59 RBIs. Great power to right center. Here's the pitch. Curve, a strike on the belt, inside corner. One out and nobody on here in the top of the ninth inning. Daly looking in to get the sign from Elston Howard. Now he starts his whining motion, kicks that right leg and fires. They swing in a foul ball, lifted upstairs on the right side. Two strikes, no balls on Cepeda with one out. Daly worked in the All-Star game at Pittsburgh against the National League last year and did quite a job for the American Leaguers. The windup, his own two pitch to Cepeda, a ball that's outside. Fastball that time. Ball one and strike two. We've had three home runs in this ball game by Ernie Banks and Del Crandall of the National League and Al Kaline of the American League. One and two on Cepeda. Close stance. Here's the pitch by Daly. Curveball high and outside. Two balls, two strikes. One out and nobody on here in the top half of the ninth. Municipal Stadium loaded to capacity. 30,619 watching this All-Star Classic between two great ball clubs. 
Daly's all set. He's into the windup. 2-2 pitch to Cepeda. Curve swung on. A high fly ball twisting down the left field line. Curving foul. Over goes Lemon, but he's not going to be able to reach it. It's out of play. Cepeda hit one foul out of left field line. And again, there's a scramble for that baseball out here in left field among the spectators. Fella climbing up on a fence trying to get it. And he succeeded after a long, tough climb. Two balls and two strikes on Cepeda. Here's the windup by Daly. Left-hand throws a fastball, and he swings and slaps one foul back on the screen. So the count remains. Two balls, two strikes. Baseball dignitaries from all over the United States out here taking in this ball game. The second year, the two All-Star games have been played. The second one this year will be played Wednesday at New York. Daly having to work. Cepeda fouling him off. Here's the windup. 2-2 pitch to Orlando. He struck him out on a sharp-breaking curveball. Cepeda really took a cut. Second straight strikeout for Buddy Daly. And the athletic fans particularly roar their approval for their hometown hero. Here's Kenny Boyer, hard-hitting Cardinal third baseman now with two out in the ninth. The Boyer hitting 262, but he's hit 20 home runs for the Cardinals. And he's driven in 51 runs. Kenny, from a baseball-playing family, has a brother with the Yankees. Here's the pitch. High curveball outside. One and nothing on Boyer with two out in the ninth. National League on top, 5-3. to three. 1-0 pitch. Boyer swings and fouls one on the ground off here to the left over to the box seat railing. And it's ball one and strike one. One ball, one strike. Boyer, big right-handed batter. Here's quite a ball player. Tremendous power. Good hitter. A great arm and fine speed for a fellow his size. Daly's 1-1 pitch. Boyer looks at the ball. It's outside. 2-1. Lemon deep in left field. K-line deep in center. Keen deep in right. And around the infield, it's Brooks Robinson, Louis Aparicio, Nellie Fox, and Jim Gentile. 2-1 pitch. Boyer takes a slow curve, a strike. Two balls, two strikes. Well, Daly started the inning by striking out Pinson. Then he struck out Cepeda, and he's 2-2 with Ken Boyer. The on-deck man is Roberto Clemente of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Elston Howard flashing the sign. Daly says, all right, that's the one we'll use. He's into the line. 2-2 pitch to Boyer. Fastball inside, ball three. So it's a full count on Ken. Three balls and two strikes. We've had nothing but blue sky and sunshine for the whole ball game. A warm afternoon in Kansas City. And the National League leads 5-3. to three. Now the windup, 3-2 to Kenny Boyer. Curve outside. He lost him. He walked him with the 3-2 pitch. And that is the first walk given to the National League All-Stars in this ball game. Here's Roberto Clemente now. One of the main reasons the Pirates are leading the National League right now. This fella batting 325. Six homers and 53 runs driven in. And a real speedball on the base paths. Great throwing arm in right field. Dangerous man with that bat. Let's see what Daly does. A peg to first base. It gets by Gentile. Here's Boyer on his way to second. He rounds second now. He's going to try for third, and he's going to go in there. 
without a throw being made. Daly threw that ball to first baseman Gentile, trying to nail Boyer, and he fired the ball right past Gentile. And it's an error on Buddy Daly, the pitcher. That is the first American League error. That ball went all the way to the box seat railing down the right field line. A fan interfered with the ball, and they're sending Boyer back to second base. A fan interfered with the ball down here, leaned over the railing. And the ground rule is that if a fan interferes, the runner can only go one base. So Kenny Boyer's at second. There are two gone here in the top half of the ninth inning, and Roberto Clemente is in the batter's box. National League leading 5-3. to three. Here's the stretch by Daly and the pitch. Clemente takes a curve. It's inside ball one. There's a helicopter circling the field. Ball one and no strikes. Daly into the stretch, checks back, looking at the runner. Now the pitch. High, a ball. Two and nothing on Clemente. The National League scored three runs in the first, one in the second, one in the third. The American League scored one in the sixth and came back with two in the bottom of the eighth. In last year's two games, they split. National League winning at Pittsburgh, American League winning at Los Angeles. American League leading in the series, 16 games to 11. The 2-0 pitch to Clemente. He swings and he misses and he went all the way around. Spinning around like a top. This fella has a wicked swing when he goes after a pitch. You can feel the breeze up here and that's not bad today. 2-1 on Clemente with Boyer at second base, two gone. Buddy Daly bending at the waist, getting the sign from Howard. Now he sets. Looks back at the runner, delivers 2-1 pitch, a swing and a line drive to left field. Jim Lemon going back, reaches up, caught it. One-handed catch at the wall. Fine catch by Lemon of the Senators as he backed into the wall, leaping up and grabbing that hot smash of the bat of Roberto Clemente, a fine play. So in the ninth inning for the National League, it's no runs, no hits, one error, one man left on base. We pause now, 30 seconds for station identification. The wind-up by Buell, brave right-hander fires a fastball outside. One ball, one strike. Also, players in this game, and that's Buell, a fast worker, winding, delivering. Ball high and outside. Ball two, strike one. Buell is the fourth pitcher used by Walter Alston. Bob, friend of the Pirates, started. Went three innings, pitched great. Then McCormick, Face, and Buell. A ball that's very high. Ball three and strike one on Jim Gentile with one out in the last half of the ninth inning. Jim Lemon is the on-deck man right down here below our booth. Now the 3-1. A swing and a high pop foul. It's going to be out of play. Boyer racing over near the box seats. He's not going to have room. That ball about three or four rows up into the seats. Down the third base line. So it's full on Gentile. Three balls, two strikes. New baseball thrown out to Bob Buell on the mound. One out of nobody on in the bottom of the ninth for the American League. They trail by a score of five to three. Gentile levels that bat over the plate. Here's the 3-2 pitch. A swing and a high pop foul off here to the left of home plate. Burgess. 
tosses the mask aside. He's under the ball. He lost it. Burgess had trouble with the sun, evidently, looking up into it over the roof of the upper deck. He had plenty of time, but he circled around under that ball, and at the last instant, he lunged for it. The ball might have grazed his hand or his arms as it came down. And it's an error on Smokey Burgess for failing to hang on to that top foul. That is the fourth error charge to the National League. Here's the pitch. A swing and a line drive in the right center field for a base hit. Veda pins it over, cuts that ball off, and here is Gentile holding up with a long single. Well hit ball between Pinson and Clemente in the right center field. Hit number six by the American League, number two off Buell. The other was a home run by Kaline. Now Jim Lemon. He was called out on strikes in his only other time up. He represents the tie and run at home plate. The National League leads five to three. Gentile on first and one out. Lemon takes a curve low and outside from Buell, ball one. Henry Law really throwing in the left field bullpen. There's another pitch outside and low. Two and nothing on Jim Lemon. Cepeda is practically backed up against the wall in left field. Pinson deep in center. Clemente deep in right. Gentile on first base. One man out. Here's the pitch. High ball three. Brooks Robinson on deck. The Baltimore third baseman. Boy, this ball game really tight now. Here's the stretch. 3-0. Walk team. The tying run is on. Lemon draws a walk. It pushes Gentile over to second base. Walk number one issued by Bob Buell and the fifth walk issued to the American League hitters. Now Buell and Burgess are getting together between the plate and the mound. And here's Walter Alston, the skipper of the National League, walking out of the dugout and he's going to the mound. He has Henry of the Reds, a southpaw, and Vernon Law of the Pirates, a right-hander, throwing in the bullpen. Well, the tying run is on base, and the winning run is at the plate in the person of Brooks Robinson. Conference now, Alston, Poole, Burgess. Here's the third baseman, Boyer, coming in. We're going to get a new pitcher. Right-hander Vernon Law of the Pittsburgh Pirates has just been told to come on in here and try to get Buell out of this jam. Well, Bob Buell worked one and one-third inning. He allowed two runs. He gave up two hits. He struck out one. And he walked one. And now Vernon Law of the Pirates, a fellow who has won 11 and dropped four and has a terrific earned run average of 2.52, is taking that long stroll in here from the National League bullpen located way out in left field. He becomes the fifth pitcher that Alston has used. Bob Friend worked three scoreless innings. McCormick worked two and a third, allowed one run. Roy Face in relief did not allow a run in one and two-thirds inning. And Buell has allowed two runs in one and one-third. Here's Buell headed off the mound now, walking toward the National League dugout a third. Vernon Law, tall right-hander. He's going to take a few warm-up tosses here with his pirate teammate Smokey Burgess. Law is from Boise, Idaho, six foot three, two hundred pounds. He's a deacon in the Mormon Church. 
from the pitcher. Well, the American League has come roaring back here after one out in the bottom of the ninth. Aparicio grounding out to Boyer on a good play at third. Gentile hit a high pop foul behind the plate that Burgess could not handle, and it gave Jim another shot, and he took advantage of it and whacked a single into right center field. And right after that, Jim Lemon drew a walk, and that brought Alston out of the National League dugout to the mound, and he made the pitching change. Vernon Law now to try to get the side out. The National League leading here, 5-3, to three, but the American League has the tying run on base and the winning run at the plate. Gentile is at second. Lemon is on first. Law finishes his warm-up throws. Burgess carries the ball out in front of home plate, fires it back to Vernon, yells something at him. Groth, the Pirates shortstop, comes in, says something to Law. Now... Brooks Robinson, the Oriole third baseman. He's been up once and was thrown out by the shortstop. Only one man out here in the bottom of the ninth inning for the American League. Two men on base. Vernon Law looking in to get the sign. Now he's ready into the stretch. Pitch to Robinson on the way. That's a strike on the outside corner just under the belt. 0-1. Tony Cuccinello talking things up from the coach's box at third. Don Guttridge of the White Sox coaching at first. He's yelling words of encouragement into the batter. Law stretching. Here's the shortstop cutting in behind the runner. No throw is made. Law whirled and backed off the rubber but did not fire the ball to Grote as he cut in behind Jim Gentile. Now Gentile leads at second. Lemon leads at first base. 0-1 pitch to Robinson. A ball low and outside. 1-1 on Brooks. Robinson, a 284 batting average for Baltimore this year. He's waiting for the 1-1 delivery. It's on the way. A fastball down low. He swings and fouls it back here on the screen. One and two the count now. Boyer, Grote, Charlie Neal, Bill White talking it up in that National League infield. Cepeda in left, Pinson in center, and Clemente in right. Law backs off the rubber now, takes his glove off, roughs up a new baseball. Now he's all set, looking in to get the sign. One ball, two strikes to the count on Robinson. Here's the pitch. Curve swung on, a high fly ball to short center. Penson coming on, flips the goggles down. He's under the ball. He should make the play, and he does. They're two gone. Robinson hit a fly ball to medium center field, and Penson grabbed it. Now here comes Harvey Kane. Harvey Kane. Kane has one for two, a single. Last time up, he was safe on a bad throw by Charlie Neal. Two on and two out in the bottom of the ninth, with the National League leading 5-3 to three and the American League All-Stars threatening here at Kansas City. This has really been some ball game. The fans have seen everything. Power hitting, great base running, good pitching. The cream of the crop, the best in both leagues facing each other. Law looking in, hoping that this will be the last man, and Keene hoping that he can get a hold of one. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul by Harvey. Back up on the screen. One strike. Keene batting 305 for the Indians. Six home runs. Led the American League last year, 353. Fastball. He swings and misses, going all the way around. It's 0 2. 
Baker really had a cut. Harvey Keene from West Allis, Wisconsin. 6'2", 190. Vernon Law on the mound for the National League. Two men on base for the American League and two out. Now the stretch. Here's the pitch. Swing a line drive. Well hit right field. Clemente back. He has it. The National League win. Keene hit a line drive to Clemente in right field to retire the side and end the ball game. No runs. One hit. One error. Two men left on base. And so this 28th All-Star Classic is in the record books now as a National League victory. The final score, 5-3. to three. The National League today had five runs, 12 hits, four errors, eight men left on base. The American League had three runs on six hits, one error, and nine men left on base. In a moment, we'll review the highlights of the game for you. Now, here's a special for the gals. Free beauty lessons for the ladies. Have you heard? Now you can learn to glamorize your makeup. Get help with a flattering new hairstyle. It's true. Now the new Miss America Beauty Book, 40 pages in beautiful color, is free with Tony's famous hidden body wave. You'll learn how to cut and shape your hair. The new way to pin curl. When and how to use rollers. Plus 12 new hairstyles with complete setting instructions. Free when you buy a Tony. And Tony is the only permanent that gives your hair hidden body to keep even perfectly smooth hairstyles from drooping. But whether you wear your hair smooth or curly, Tony's hidden body wave holds like no other permanent can. So buy your Tony hidden body wave today, the one with the Miss America Beauty book right inside the package. You'll find there's no end to the things you can do with your hair once you have a Tony hidden body wave and the free Miss America Beauty book. Well, it's all over, and the National League has taken the American League in the first of the 1960 All-Star Games here at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City by a final score of 5-3. to three. Five runs, 12 hits, four errors for the National League, three, six, and one for the American League. The winner, Bob Friend of the Pittsburgh Pirates, whose All-Star record now is 2-1, and one, and the loser for the American League stars was Bill Monboquette of the Boston Red Sox. Merle, this was really quite a show. Yes.